I'm ready. Hello, and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 289. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinensky. Hello. That's me, and I am ready. I feel very strange without headphones on, but it's still toasty. So I'm coming. Once my temperature comes down, I'll throw them on. But, oh, wee-oo, wee-oo. Look at me with the loud phone today. A uh, <laughs> couple things before we dig into topics. Sorry, First I'm, one. I'm just seeing here making Kung Pao enter the fist. Oh, uh, jokes. that film. It's such a, I just I quote it all the time. Like, it's the most quotable <sighs> film. I know we've had that discussion before, too, but that was one of the films you, you see the previous for. Like, there's no way that's going to be good, but I'm going to see it anyway. It's incredible. And it actually it's was a perfect good. movie. I also love that, like, a lot of people are, like, trying to say, like, oh, it's a super racist movie because the guy just, like, inserted himself. It's like, yeah, he also did so with the blessing of the original cast. Like, everybody that originally worked on that movie, like, the they actually blessed him. To, like, yeah, no, totally. This is hilarious. This is great. And, like, actually gets people to, like, watch our movie. Like, totally. And so I didn't even know that, but yeah, no. So that movie—it's actually really interesting. Is that Kung Pao Enter the Fist was the entry point for a lot of like, kind of like white millennials that like would not otherwise be exposed to like seventies kung fu, because sure. like they weren't like as well versed in like Wu Tang. Like Wu Tang really got that like big for like the black community in the nineties, and then like obviously the Asian community like, grew up with that. Yeah. Uh, but like here is like we knew like Bruce Lee, and that was about it. But, like, that wasn't a Bruce Lee movie. Right. I think it was, like, a... Definitely not. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. I think it was, like... I think it was Golden Gate was the name of the film coming and did it or something. That's a bridge, I, silly. Um, no, it, it, <laughs> I don't have to look it up. Golden Dragon, I think. It might be something like that. But um, Asianometry did a video on that company. Um, I don't know what that is, but I love Oh, my name. God. Asianometry is a really good YouTube channel. It's oh, this man. guy that does, like, deep dives in, like... Asian business history, <laughs> like the history of Taiwan Semiconductor, oh, stuff like that's that. That's cool. Yeah, super cool uh, channel. Uh, and he just does like totally objectively. But anyway, so um, TSMC is fascinating. Yes, exactly. It's a really good channel. They also did a really good one on Daewoo, <laughs> which is incredible. <laughs> but anyway, back to Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Um, yeah, so like th- that movie is like really instrumental for like, a lot of like people like our age that were like not from like didn't have exposure to that style of movie like discovering that because like, sure. i know that's that was the first kung fu mo- kung fu movie i ever saw it was like oh this is actually great like i love this and like because like before it's like later jackie chan stuff but i was like good stuff it wasn't like police story or like thunderbolt that we'd see like i'd know him from like rush hour not anything else right um but after watching kung pounder the fist i was able to like go back and, like, discover, like, Master of the Flying Guillotine and, like, all these other, like, wild, like, 70s and 80s kung fu movies like uh, Lucky Stars, which is a comedy kung fu movie with Sammo Hung and Jackie Chan, which I recommend watching. Um, I watched it in theaters when I was nine, oh, I think. I, so I, I watched it. Last time I watched it, I think, was when I first showed it to Jana, like, when we were first uh, when we were first dating. It's been a few years, Trini. But I can still quote everything. Like, every every line in that movie, I can quote. I was actually telling Jana. The, um, so, you know, the bad guy, Betty. Yeah, uh, yes. Be- there's that scene where Betty's going through the flipbook of pictures, and he's like, mm, tiger, and stuff like that. Um, that reminded me that there is a guy that's like walking down the street and before he gets beat up by Betty's thugs and the, the song, the guy was singing was chicken, go cook, like cow, go moo. I want to be an animal just like you. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets his ass beat. Um, like, I love that guy. 
I told Jan she should like sing that to the girl that she to the like three year old that she nannies. That'd be a great song, and then have that just be like part of the three year old's like repertoire <laughs> of like fun little songs. Like the where talent did, show tonight. Yeah, like where did that come from? And, like it came from this comedy spoof like kung fu movie from the early two thousands. Just wildly off the deep end. Like yeah, like, I want to master ventriloquism just so I can do bad voiceovers myself. Oh yeah, no, it was so good. Like I absolutely love that. Um, on another side, there is a free kung fu streaming. Uh, app called the Wu-Tang Collection, and it's actually run by the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh my god. And it's this a, I'm not, such a confusing thing to hear. Alright, so you probably, you don't really listen to Wu-Tang that much, but every single Wu-Tang song samples old school kung fu movies. Oh, so it's basically like, Daft Punk, but for rap. Yeah. Uh, so what they did is they took all the movies that they've sampled and they put them on a streaming service. Cool. Uh, and like they pay royalties for each stream yeah. to the company and to the actors. Like it's really cool. Like it's totally out of pocket for them, but they run it like as like a non profit sort of like donation thing. What dystopian existence do we live in where Wu Tang clan is like the most socially responsible music group that we listen to? Yeah, no, that that's exactly where hmm. we that that's how we live. But uh it's called the Wu Tang Collection. I watch it fairly regularly. It's really, really, really good. <laughs> And I just love old school kung fu. That's all I'm here to talk about. So we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> see you on episode 290. No, just kidding. This is uh, a five minute episode where I talk about kung fu the whole time. <laughs> if, if people that listen to our podcast aren't used to that sort of like pre tangent, just come on. They're not actually listeners. Yeah, exactly. All right. Patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Super handcrafted website. Support us. Dollar a month plus whatever. You know the drill. Beer. We actually just went shopping. What are we drinking first? Here? I have uh, my Gluick, which I love. I'm not I drinking think, it yet, but... I think you should. Well, I need to finish the Colorado Kool-Aid that I had first. How much is left in that? Mm, about a half. I would... Because that can go warm and be fine. That Gluick, you really want to enjoy cold. So Gluick is a old-school Jewish-owned brewery that recently went back into production uh, from Summit Brewing. And it is American-style cream ale. Summit brews this? Yes. That's the best thing they Or do. not Summit. Fulton. Fulton. I'm sorry. Yeah. <gasps> I just had some Fulton beer yeah. yesterday. <laughs> Today you just had some Fulton beer. Two Glick. days in a row. But Cheers. Yeah. Uh, Glick, uh, there's actually a, if you, um, you know in, in Roseville, Roseville Center? Yes. I work right uh, by it. Yeah. So you know uh, Fairview, the west side road that goes around the mall? Yeah. The one that's completely shut yeah, right exactly. now? Because that's the road I take so to work. So when you, um, the first residential street on the south side Fairview. Yeah. Yes. That's all I actually call it Gluick Avenue, and that's named after this beer company. I take that home every day. There you go. Yeah. So small this world. This it's a disgustingly small world. Yep, sir. It's, it's a really good tasty. It's, it's, oh, Yeah, man. isn't it good? Yeah. To point out for the listeners, we could not find old style. Yeah. Ryan so, actually did ask, and they are out. Yeah, they're actually out of old style, which is a problem you want to have. But I luckily know my weird kind of affordable because it's like nine bucks for a four pack it's pretty I've, cheap uh, I'd, I'd, it's I nine know, i'm telling you it was a okay. fact. it's nine dollars for right. a four pack so it's you not, know it's it's worth it yeah it's not hideously it's not like you're just spending 13 dollars for a four pack and tall like, boys yeah and these are tall boys like if as far as craft beers go this is a pretty good price i so. also love cream ales so mm-hmm. i'm happy that you wouldn't subject me to something you know i hate absolutely yeah no glue is good because i have to drink it too 
it's <laughs> true. I don't want to. And we ha- have discourse about this. Yes, and I don't want to <clears throat> have to drink something bad. One more thing, if I may, before we yes. start your topic. I was noticing that we don't have a lot of recent reviews on any of the repositories where our podcast are listening to. Oh my to. god, so listeners, we need some reviews. If you wouldn't mind, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher is out of business now, but if it has a review platform and you enjoy listening to us, maybe consider giving us a review. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd really appreciate that. Anyway, awesome. All right, cool. On to topics, finally. I'm going to start with uh, <laughs> I, my first topic, which... You I'm are gonna, first today. Yes, I am. Um... um so, do you remember a few weeks ago, at the end of the school year, uh, these uh, Central High School students in St. Paul uh, took one of the cars from their shop, their repair, their auto body shop, and they put it on the stoop of the, of the school as a senior prank? I actually don't know if I heard about that. Well, anyway, I just summarized that. That I, happened. Now I know the details Very of funny. the story. <laughs> Very hilarious. Everybody laughed. It was a great time. Sure. So no the damage was done. No property was harmed, except the principal had the car towed, and the principal of the school has his ass on his shoulders, and he's clearly a very ineffective principal because this is the principal that like kids have been like stabbed to death in the school. There's been like, all sorts of fights. Oh, great! Like this is a terrible principal. This dude sucks ass. He has no business being a principal. This guy blows ass. So this is in the cities. Uh. Yeah, this is St. Paul. Uh, this is right off of uh, Lexington and Selby. That school. Yeah, this, this principal blows. But um, so what he did is he towed the car, obviously, from the shop, right? Mm-hmm. And got towed to impound. So um, this is where it goes wild. The bill for the tow goes to the prior owner of the car. I've dealt with things like this before. Because the school never transferred the title out of their name. Because it's probably a nonprofit entity or whatever. And they can no, not even. Them. No? No. Because they didn't even give her, because I know the person who donated the card, they didn't even give her a donation for it. She just gave it to them, like, out of the kindness of her heart when she was done with it. And the principal tows the car and then bills her for it. And she goes, I'm not going to pay that. And then the principal threatens litigation. What a great look. Yeah, super shitty look. I have a link to her Facebook post where she's describing it right It there. is up on the screen yeah. right here for people watching um, the video version. Let me enlarge in it. But, like... It's just, it's totally fucking wild here. Um, and a lot of um, people are, like, literally tagging the mayor in the comments and everything. Like, absolutely, I think Melvin Carter should be aware of this, because Melvin Carter would totally go up to bat for um, Talk to the impound lot, which is well, under Well, this is the thing. Too. The impound lot is owned by a friend of a friend, so she got that taken care of. Okay. Like literally, but the like principle still stands. Li- no pun yeah. intended. But like literally, like last night she found that out. But like all week she's been eating fucking ramen noodles because she doesn't have. She has three kids. Like, right. and now she has also, to in this economy. And now she has to pay thousands of dollars to get this shit car that's been completely disassembled. Like it is literally a shell of a car. There's not right. even a roof panel on the car. Um, no wheels, no suspension, no nothing. It's just literally the the shell of the chassis. Um, the monocoque, if you will. Yeah, the monocoque, yeah. The very rusty monocoque, for that matter. <laughs> uh, what? It was a Minnesota car? What? Yeah, I know, right? What? Mind-blowing. But it's just like, all right, so she got, it re- she got resolved, and like the, uh, the owner of the impound lot just had the car junked, because he's like, this makes sense. But I'm just wondering, you know, how many other people have been ripped off by the school? Because they're not giving people any donation. Yeah, if there's no slip. They're not transferring it out of their name at all or doing anything with it 
which is floating a title. Which is illegal. Yeah, so they're breaking the law. They are also ripping people off. And then if something happens to the car in their ownership, then it's your problem. Dude, that's a massive liability. Imagine the students taking this thing apart, falls off a jack stand, crushes somebody's leg. Yeah. The previous owner is on the, the hook for millions, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. That, like, is a, that is a problem. So I tagged your brother in this. I'm like, hey, do you know any lawyers like, that would be Do you willing know to what? Help? You, <laughs> he might. He might. I know. That's how I'm like, Scott, name... Maybe, possibly, you could help out here and, like, direct us to some resources. Because, like, this fucking blows. And she, I'm, like, telling her, I'm, like, no, I would not drop this. I'm, like, this no, is... you should litigate them. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, you, you might just, even get an attorney that'll do it pro bono. That's what I'm thinking, because, like, like, she just literally had to go a week of having her entire life tipped over, whereas, like, you know, right before 4th of July, too. So, oh, yeah. like, and, like, any the... sort of 4th of July activities that they had planned, they mm-hmm. canceled. Because they're like, well, we can't afford to go up to a cabin or like, rent a cabin or like, go to Duluth or anything because now we have to pay thousands of dollars to get this junk car that we donated. Not only that, but I'm sure you can relate to this, too. Every time I get some like potentially bad news, it ruins my entire fucking oh, life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So she's living with that crap over her head yeah. for a week. Yeah, absolutely. Ruining her life. Yeah. No, it's totally Putative ridiculous. damages. Ridiculous. Yeah. So I think that Aaron should absolutely... Um, I agree. I, 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 she should not drop this because, like, I'm just thinking, like, how many like people has this potentially happened to in the past? Where it's like they just rolled over and took it instead of making a pissed off Facebook post about right. it. Right. Well, well, at least we'll just be done with it. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, she just like made a pissed off Facebook post about it, and like happened to be that her friends like, oh shit, what lot was that? And it was like, oh, here, I got you taken care of, done. But like. I'm just curious, like, how many people just, like, were like, oh, this sucks. Like, all right, fine. I don't want to be, like, a problem, so I'll just pay it. I'll right. pay this thousands of dollars. And, like, no, that's not okay. Like, this school is literally breaking the law by not transferring the title. And yes. They- also, donations need paperwork and things like that. I mean. Yeah. Like, what? Like, they just took the car and they didn't give me, like, donation paperwork? That's that, ridiculous. That being said, if she didn't get any paperwork from the school and the school plays dumb, the burden of proof then falls on her. I know, and that's the problem. It's fucked up. It's totally fucked. Like, this absolutely cannot keep on going on. Like, this needs to get fixed immediately. I agree. So Hopefully they're adding Mr. Carter. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I keep using the mouse here. Sev- the- several people tagged him. Like, both him and his his personal Facebook and his, like, page. I love that people have his personal Facebook somehow. <laughs> He's lived here his whole life. Well, yeah. I know. Like, I don't know the guy personally. I, just, I also like, I love the idea of just, like, tagging the mayor when you have a problem. Like, <laughs> you see this shit? <laughs> I know you do. Make this your top priority. Like, I would absolutely... If I was mayor, like, for something like this... Like, this would totally get me reelected. Like, yeah, I would absolutely, oh, yeah. I would drop what I'm doing and, like, just knock this out of the park. I'm like, yeah, I'm helping constituent. This is because I actually care about the community. Melvin is young enough where he understands yeah. SEO. He understands how shit goes viral. And, yeah, the amount of traction you get from just remedying something like that, oh, which costs absolutely. the no, city this nothing. Is, it's the difference between Melvin Car- Carter and Crybaby Fry is that... Melvin Carter actually is like proactive and actually cares about his community. I love and this so much. Crybaby Fry is literally just a guy from out of town that his entire like political career is like for profit. He doesn't give a shit. Like fuck, fuck, uh, Crybaby Fry. That guy sucks. And Minneapolis sucks because of him because he also canceled the fireworks this year again. Yeah, and I mean those got canceled. I think for reasons in 2020, but like more recently, 2020 and 2021 made sense because right. like 2021 is correct. Like, like they had a huge crime like breakout. Like twenty twenty three, it's like no, you're just you suck. Lift that screen up, sorry. Um, 
But yeah, so I want to talk about that. That's totally wild to me. If anybody uh, knows of any resources that can direct towards Aaron, I would absolutely love that because I want to help her out because like this principal sucks and he's a pox among our community and, and he needs to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah, either contact us and we'll forward you the person's name and everything. Otherwise, if you're on the video version, I think I made the the thing the stream large enough where you can find her on yeah, Facebook. You, you it's a public post, yeah. so. It's a public post, and I think I shared it, too. So if oh not, I will gosh. share it uh, after we record. Wild. Yeah, wild. Totally wild. Especially St. Paul, too. Like, currently, in my opinion, and I'm biased because I live there, I mean, we're the better at the T Twin Cities. No, so. objectively. Like, we are. Like, we don't have the same crime. Like, we don't have... Uh, th- we don't have any of this. Sh- uh, Minneapolis just turned down rent stabilization. God, like, that's been on the oh, docket also, forever. It's wild how Minneapolis turned it down. Minneapolis turned down rent stabilization because they knew that the three members that were very pro rent stabilization that were like, spearheading it, yeah. they were all taking off last week for Eid. And they had an emergency meeting on Eid. That is so antisocial. Oh my what god. What the fuck? This is the most Islamophobic <laughs> garbage I've ever heard. And these are the sort of people that it's like that's exactly what Crybaby Fry is like. Like I no, hate that fuck so that. much. Fuck neoliberals. Fuck that. That is not cool. I absolutely every single person that Minneapolis, is Minneapolis, come on man. I, I want to be proud of you, but I, I cannot. No, I there's nothing to be proud of. They not fucking right blow ass. Like, no, I I think the only the only solution here is I think that the Minneapolis City Council should be stacked with Somali Americans. Yeah. And like just like you know what, for Eid we're just not having a meeting. Instead of having like just three members, no, you need like all I think it's like seven. You need all seven of them. Yeah. Because they literally... Yeah, no was, majority. Just yeah, all. it was like there were three that were missing, and they just had the other four just pass it. That's the way it works. When you're trying to plan something, you wait until you can get on everyone's schedule. Yeah, no, unless it's politics, and then you plan to be as divisive and shitty as possible. Oh if you God. live in Minneapolis. If you live politics. in St. Paul, like... St. Paul is like not perfect. Like we have property tax increases, but like at this and like I also have a hole in my the street in front of my house. But like, yeah, we're not going to talk about St. Paul potholes. But it is a no. This isn't a problem. This isn't a. It's got its own zip code. No, it's not a pothole. It's literally a hole. Like it was made. It was a man-made hole in my street. I don't like that. It's actually great because uh, people drive down my street at like fifty miles an hour. This is why I have not talked to anybody about this. (laughs) There was a guy taking photos of the street. And I told him, I got offered him a beer. I'm like, I will give you a hams if you totally do not mention that hole in the street, like halfway down the block. This is the hole, complete with part of car. Oh, I didn't wow. see the rest of the car. Okay, so for the audio but, listeners, this is one of those saw-cut, probably two or three foot square Yes, yeah, three foot reliefs, by three foot. Right? And it's, that's got to be four inches deep. Six. And it, it's an aggressive lip. If you it, hit it, that... It's six inches deep. You would need... A 75 series tire to maybe not. The last car that hit that um, broke a tie rod. And it was <laughs> stuck in the middle of the street for an entire weekend because he couldn't afford a tow. And so he had to fix it in the middle of the street with hand tools. We should talk about that. I've seen that twice this week. Yeah. It's just wild. I've, I saw a dude in a Highlander hybrid changing an axle in the front left of his vehicle on a shoulder, mostly on a shoulder. Jesus Christ. In the traffic part of that. But like he had his his other vehicle like flanking it with the wheels turned out, so like if somebody was gonna hit it, should push the anyway. Uh, yes. Yeah. So people, yeah, we can't afford anything right now because money is worth nothing and everything's too expensive. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but like other than the potholes and po- property tax increases, like I'm like I'm pretty happy with how things are going in Saint in Saint Paul. Like it's great. Me like, too, for the most part. 
yeah, like what crime there is is like usually not violent. It's usually not theft. It's usually just like vandalism, like graffiti. Right. Like that's fine. I love graffiti, so I'm totally okay with that. We have some very talented taggers. The cops <laughs> don't like pull you over for equipment violations. I saw a cop turning behind a. I don't know the chassis code, but we'll say it was a 95 Civic Coupe. Okay, yeah. Uh, EJ8. 20% tint, windows halfway down, dude is like reclining all the way, super loud exhaust, thing was beat. He, he turned into do the shit. right lane, yeah, and cop, no, the cop just didn't care. Because well, like, he can't. I'm about that. Yeah, <laughs> good. That's great. Stop it. The dude isn't breaking any real laws. Dude's just having a good time. He's, like, that is just, fine. Like, I finally got a tabs ticket for, this, for the Fiat after seven months. parked, right? Yeah, because I was yeah, parked, yeah. yeah. I parked on the street. And, but, I mean, like, it's been seven months. It was whatever. It's a pretty good run. Yeah, I had a really <laughs> good run. Like, I did really well. So, And I also oh. don't pay for parking either anywhere in Minneapolis because fuck Minneapolis. I'm never giving any of my money. Pro tip, meter maids don't exist in either of the two cities right now. Yeah, for real. Like, no, they literally have, like, two. And, yep. like, the one that does meter maid work in St. Paul, mm-hmm. he's just going around doing people with tabs that are parked. Yep. He's not actually... Oh, yeah, because it's a way more lucrative ticket. Oh, speaking of awesome things about St. Paul. Yes? Uh, Jana found a really good coffee and sandwich joint. Um, coffee over, and sandwich? Yeah, it's right across the street from um, Grand Central Station over downtown. It's called the Lost Fox. Oh. It's right next to where Station 4 used to be. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, cool. absolutely 10 out of 10 ham sandwich there. Oh, like, it is so good. And Cold their sandwiches. coffee's great. Cold, yeah. Yes. Cold sandwiches. It is a perfect It's a perfect weekday treat if you need to get out of the office. And, well, I mean, you, you work in Northeast now. No, I work uh, in Roseville. But yeah, same thing. It, it it's out of the way. Right. Yeah. However, but you I could, live in St. Paul. Yeah, you, you could totally get that for lunch one day on a weekend. And it would work great. We also work in downtown St. Paul a lot, and I do Perfect. site visits. So. Yeah, so yeah, we do a site visit downtown. Yep. Absolutely try out the last five. I'm going to have to text so you because I will definitely forget the name, yeah. but I will at least remember that that's a thing. Yeah, it is so good. It's just it's right next to the light rail station in front of Grand Central Station. Yeah, I drive by that very regularly. Yep, it is exactly right there. It is so good. It's like, it, it is like like good karma vibes. To oh, like, yeah. Like how it is. It's just like a dad-daughter nice. thing with some like employees. So it's got some crunch to it? Yeah, and they've also got um, a restaurant. I've never been to the restaurant, but there is a restaurant attached, like an actual evening restaurant. Related? It's the same business. Ooh. Just like after like 3 o'clock, they have a restaurant that's open for dinner. Um, I've never been to the actual restaurant because I've been very poor lately. I just recently got my promotion, my raise for my promotion, so it's good. Finally. So I can finally afford to like eat and not have like just ramen noodles and fucking McDonald's for the rest of my life. However, I will say, if you have $2 and you need a coffee and you can't afford Starbucks, McDonald's has a great co- uh, iced coffee. That oh, I've never had their iced coffee. Their iced coffee actually tastes very similar to uh, a Starbucks coffee with caramel in it. I mean, you have to imagine all these beans, the Arabica shit, sourced from the same supplier. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And like, even BK's freeze-dried the, coffee, I'm kind of okay with. The, the difference is like when you... like If it's like a sub-$3 thing of coffee, mm-hmm. like then you're fine. Like right. You can go anywhere. Right. Yeah, I'm not but expecting this to blow me away. If I'm spending like five bucks on coffee, I'm absolutely getting something made with like dogwood coffee. Like that's the best coffee uh, roaster in town. Um, yeah, have you been to right. 199 Americano? Mm-mm. There's a place in um, Dinky Town called 199 Americano. How far away is it from Al's Breakfast? Um, around the corner. Oh yeah, it's right next to where the old McDonald's is to me. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't been to Dinky Town since that was demolished. Okay, yeah. So it's called it, Dinky Town's gotten a lot better because like. Actually, they tur- they tore down a bunch of businesses, 
and like a bunch of people like left. As but everybody's still there. Al's is still there, but good. everybody that came in are like immigrant owned like Korean restaurants. Oh hell yeah. Like it's so good. I just went to K Bop last night. It was incredible. I can't say that those are my people because I'm a heterosexual white dude, but like those are my people. Like no, you, you yeah, no, you, you love like that that's like where you prefer to hang out. Dude, that's where you prefer to eat. Like everyone is just super nice and they work super hard and they're just you I don't think, have to worry about them. I think this nice. evening um we should go to Cars and Crafts and on the way to Cars and Crafts Let's go to Crunchy's Korean Hot Dogs for dinner. That's pretty good. Because Cr- Crunchy's Korean Hot Dogs is a hot dog and cheese that is deep fried with optional potatoes added onto it. God, that sounds fucking It's amazing. so incredible. It uh, is the perfect food. I am supposed to go to a beach with Tina if that falls through. Okay. Anyway, on to <laughs> my first topic. Anyway, your first topic. That was a tangent of a tangent. That was a... 15 minute tangent. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything's good. Everything's fine. I'm not worried. So I watch a, and I'm not sure if you've seen him or not, but Scott and I both watch a an Illinois-based YouTuber called Technology Connections. And I love Technology Connections. Alec, He's great. Yeah. He did a video on this, and Kia Hyundai responded, and they're going to actually fix it. So that's the whole reason I'm actually going to talk about this. But the eGMP platform, Hyundai Kia uh, Genesis EVs, Yes. If you put them in one pedal driving mode, which is you know full throttle, is full beans, fully off, is basically full regen brake, mm-hmm. that mode will let you come to a stop. But what Alec on Technology Connections was complaining about is when your car gets below five miles per hour yeah. and you come to a stop, the brake lights will then shut off. Oh my god, that's bad. Yeah. So he made an entire hour-long YouTube segment on this and a lot of it i didn't agree with but the the one issue that he really kind of that was the climax of his argument is the brake lights turning off once you actually reach a stop when it's in hold mode and hyundai kia is now issuing software updates ota for the genesis GB, that's incredible whatever, that's good six i love and that Ionic five so i fully know that this alec i didn't even turn incredible. this crap on damn it alec, um, alec is so incredible also should... he has two cats yes and he does, like, the best, like, he does these very in-depth, like, almost annoyingly in-depth videos. Uh-huh. But, like, when I was searching for my air conditioner for my garage. Oh, yes. Like, that came in actually really handy. Because, like, I was, like, considering, like, maybe I should do a, um, I was considering doing a heat pump. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, I don't need that much. And he explained how a heat pump works. I'm like, no, I definitely need an air conditioner for my garage. Because my garage has, like, giant gaps in ventilation. I've got a garage where it's open. A heat pump is going to fucking explode. COP. Yeah. So now, a good chunk of people know about coefficient of... Yeah. Whatever. Coefficient of... P? Performance? Coefficient of... I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's the amount of... It's the factor over what just the electrical effort could do. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I should know this because I work on HVAC, but like, you know this was Alec. Potential energy? This. Could be. But I know, like, if you have a COP of four, a 2,000-watt air conditioner is doing 8,000 watts of effort. Yeah, exactly. So, um, speaking of Go other... Go sub to Technology Connect. Yes. And another one that would be really good to check out is Tech Tangents. That's that dude I sent you over that had the CAD monster. The, mm-hmm. the CAD, uh, like, 1981 computer with an 8 megahertz, like, processor. It's insane. Dude, it had, like... like- Several megs of RAM too. Yeah, it was it, insane. Yeah, it, it had like the cat two point four megabytes of RAM in nineteen eighty one. Like it, it has an eighty eighty eight and yeah eight eight megs of RAM or something. Like it just made no sense. It was it was incredible. It was that'd be like having a one gigahertz computer in two thousand. Did you, did you with watch a terabyte the, of RAM? Did you watch the video all the way through? All right, I cool. Did. So you actually saw the 
you saw the the CAD demos that he was doing. Yes. He, had, he did like he had like like it, you know the screensaver is like the the Starfield. <clears throat> yeah, he did that in 1981. 1981, we could barely like Pong was the peak of technology. And he was doing like that full color, like is in- oh yeah, incredible. You had the Atari twenty six hundred and the Clico, like yeah. And yeah, this guy was like rendering graphics, like it's insane. I will say the one thing about Tech Tangents, which not quite as good as Technology Connections. No, Technology con- Connections is the correct one. Tech Tangents needs to do his own subtitle captioning. Oh, I didn't. I didn't pay attention to that. I watch everything with subs, and like oh. Technology Connections goes apeshit with the subtitles. Oh yeah, no, he's great. It's hilarious. No, Alec, All the Alec, additional content you get out of that. Alec goes like he like so. Like, tech Tangents is like seventy five percent as good as Technology right. Connections. Still Alec, very but good. But Alec is just like so wild. Like he's, it's just incredible. <laughs> um. So anyway, I want to talk about <laughs> back in the fifties. Let's do it. Stuff because I we. <laughs> brought the buick and as you can tell Buicky. i did not die you did not die um which i'm happy to see that's good i thought it was on um, thursday because on thursday like, i just got done like waiting the cooling system and everything did you do the whole flush thing yeah i did the-, the flush and it actually worked out really well except uh i drove the car around to test drive parked it turned it off blue hole cooling hose off like a fucking cannon like just exploded dumped out all the just coolant bad cap or something no there was an air bubble Oh, and so mm. I'm going to explain to everybody how you bleed a cooling system on a Subaru because this is how you have to do it on a nailhead. Okay, because Subarus <laughs> and nailheads. My brain was like, oh, Brian. So this is the thing. The reason this happens is Jesus. is that the highest point in the entire engine is the upper radiator hose. It's okay. it's actually higher than the rest of the engine. Sure, and that's why I have to bleed it like you would a Subaru. Not like a normal car. Okay. So normal car, how do you bleed a cooling system? Like, just like, give me, give me like the five step process. Typically, you would open the cap. Yep. And there is a bleeder screw, usually on the thermostat housing. You loosen that. You fill the goddamn thing up until I can see the coolant over the top of the radiator core. You close the bleed screw. You close the cap. Yep. Off you go. Perfect. So that's how you normally <laughs> do it. You just kind of do it until it stops, until air bubbles go away. That was tough for me to remember. Yes. Everything I own has a very unique bleed procedure. Exactly. <laughs> so on Nailheads and Subarus, what you have to do is you bleed as you normally would mm-hmm. until with like the little like no spill like radiator funnel. It's called a no spill funnel, by the way. That's actually the term for it. But does it not spill? It does not spill. Oh. Um, wow. But this is where I got hung up. Is So you bleed as you would nor- normally would. You yeah. turn the car off. You wait about 10 seconds. A huge air bubble comes through. Okay. Like a double fist-sized air bubble will come through. Huge. That's a hell of a burp. And th- Yeah. It's like a, it, it literally will, if it's more than 75%... There, it will overflow the whole. So thing. it's just like a like a cavitation in the water pump that just stops. Yep, and, kind of. Getting, okay. I'm getting there. Okay, so I will shut up. Uh, it, what it is is because when it naturally bleeds itself, uh, the highest point is the upper radiator hose, mm-hmm. and all, you'll actually always have an air bubble there. And what'll happen is if you don't let it sit for a second, if you have a cap on it and you turn it off, yeah, uh, that air bubble is. Usually at the water pump because of cavitation, right? And so it will try to go down instead of up because mm. there's a there's a thermostat in the way. So when it goes down, and if you don't have a way for that air bubble to work its way through the radiator and come up, it'll try to exit ver- via the path of least resistance, which will be the lower radiator hose. <laughs> okay, and that's why I, I blew the hose off. And so anyway, Josh told me that. So thank you very much, Josh Schilling. Um 
I did it again. That man exactly. knows some weird shit. Yeah, no, because he's a Subaru Master Tech. Like he's, or he works at, yeah, he's Subaru. Um, so after um, I did that, I did it a second time. It worked fine. So I get, I'm like, cool, all right. Well, Friday, driving the car. I'm like really worried. I get there. Like engine's like 190, 200 degrees. I'm like, that's high, but whatever. It's also 100 it's degrees reasonable. outside. Also, it's kind of iron heads. Like it's fine. Yeah, it, it's also, it's, it's 100 degrees out today. Like it's going to be hot. It was like 92. I was thinking that because I, I didn't go to 50s this year, but I work very near the fairgrounds and don't I went you, home that day. Don't you ever pay to go in. Just let me know when you're ready to come in. I'll give you a ride. I just want them to change it to 71 so I can take the 1600. They're not going to do that ever. But they might. Well, it was the first year of the uh, 2002. Or of the 1600. Of like the Mine is in the first couple hundred VINs. So okay, 67. So it, it was 67. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you ever come across like a BMW 700 or something. Well, like, I thought about looking for, like, a Noya Classa and just, like, a really rusty one that's still got a title. You could do it. Also, I don't think that they would notice. No. It's like, so the reason they do that is, like, and it, I actually, I, I don't ever want them to change this because as soon as they do a year after 1964, yeah. you know what this show is going to be. It's going to be half Mustangs. Well, but they can still keep the no Mustangs rule. I would love that. But they're not, because then there'd be a riot. But um, uh, my coworker Ryan works the show, yeah. and uh, I don't even remember who I heard this from, but it is on their docket to at least consider and vote on the 71 change. They had such poor registrant turnout the last couple of years, and especially this year. Well, a lot, of, a lot of the old geezers that didn't take COVID seriously found out that it, it wasn't just made up, that they were just choosing to like listen to whoever made them feel better, because... A lot of people. Hydroxychloroquine. I, I, I'm, I'm realizing, I'm looking at the numbers from 2019 yeah. and the numbers from like 2021 yeah. and later. Yeah. And there's a large gap. And I'm kind of directly correlating that with COVID. I, you know what? It, the coincidences make you sick to your ass. And it's like, it sucks. Like, I, I don't want to directly correlate, but I feel like there's a direct correlation. I don't know for sure, though. I feel like they but, can keep it as it is, but they do need to fix the registration process. No. I love the registration. Because this is the thing. Like, once you have a car for it, yeah. like, that's part of the event. Okay. So, like, I want them to absolutely, I need to mail, mail it in. Like, so you like the barrier to entry. It's so incredible. Because, like, the thing is, is there's, like, a mini show when yeah. you actually get your paperwork. Okay. Like, at the, uh, at the Best Western in Shoreview. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. It's like a, so, Thursday, I take Thursday off for this. <laughs> so, like, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah. Um, there's like a miniature back to the fifties of, of people getting their cars there. And like sure. people like literally hang out in garden chairs and just watch cars roll through. That's so great. It's so awesome. Okay. And so and I'll like, take back what I said. And they have right. like burgers and everything. Like it's, it's a good fucking time. And so yeah. I just want to take my 1600 there. I'm sure you can just say it's a 1964 BMW 1601 and they'll, I'll nobody they will never, ever know. Cause well, I'm going to need your help next year to figure this out. Just, just write, write in. You have to send in your, your paperwork. I don't even know how to get the paperwork to send in. Uh, you need... <laughs> yeah, that's true. You have to go to MSRE.com. And then you have to print a thing off. And you print the thing off. You have to put it in an envelope. Put a stamp on the envelope. Do I need to put in. a self-addressed envelope in there, too? I think you might, actually. Oh, my God. You need, you need to at least have a return address, because that's how they let you know that you've been accepted in. That's so great. Um, and then you have to... <clears throat> after you do that, you, you mail it in, and then at some point between... Um, this is so fantastic. At some point between like February and June, 
you will get a letter in the mail, <laughs> which will be your registration thing. It'll be a re- yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be your, you'll have your, that's, yep. that's this many months. Yes, it's five months. Okay. You have a five month window in which you will receive a registration number. Okay. And then day before the show, you go to the Best Western, you give them your registration number. They give you a packet full of things. And then uh, you take those things, you put it on your car, and you bring the car into the show. I'm like, that's it. All right. Or you could just get a new class, or I'm sure there's plenty of functioning Mercedes. I know that Fintail Mercedes totally will get in because they don't. But I don't want one. But th- this is the thing is like, Fintail Mercedes or any Mercedes that was made at some point around the year 1964, they're not going to care because they're not going to know the difference. Um, but like, so like, what I want to do is I eventually want to get a Mitsubishi Debonair. Well, the Mitsubishi Debonair was completely unchanged until 1985. Ah, from 1964. <laughs> so, literally, the only difference is, is in 19. 19- uh, 66, they got rid of the vent windows on the doors, and they just had full door w- windows. That's like the W115 in 1971. Yeah, like, it was, like, literally, like, it yeah. was the most minor of changes. But, yeah, and I think that they should uh, keep it back to the 50s, because going later and stuff, like, going out to the 70s, well, shit, like... Now it's not back to the 50s. It's not Hot Rods and Customs. Well, yeah, it's but- now... At that point, it's just muscle cars. It's a normal muscle car show. I don't like I genuinely dislike muscle cars, and but I don't want to sit through a crowd. There's of, still a lot of muscle cars in '64, though. No, right? no, there aren't. Oh, no! If you actually go there and you look, like you'll have the occasional Nova, but if you actually look at what you're seeing, it's mostly tri fives. Like that's a lot of what's happening. A lot of Fords, a lot of Mopars. Yeah, but like the closest thing you get to a muscle car is like you'll get like a Nova, like a '63 Nova that someone put a V8 into. Or you'll get like, you'll get like really cool things like a Ford Fairlane Thunderbolt, which is like the really cool 427 in like the Mustang size yeah. sedan with fiberglass bodywork. What years were the Polara? The Polara was 1961. Oh yeah, and later. so I can see a. Polara. But that's also not really a, per se a muscle car because no, like I just like the Polara. Yeah, Polaras are very cool. I mean, technically, I guess you could, you do get early muscle cars in that you get the Chrysler letter cars from the 50s, which are just like, yeah, yeah, those don't look like muscle cars, so they're not like. Yeah, but firepowers. Yeah, but so like, yeah, fires power. Um, But like, (laughs) when you get your like, quote unquote, muscle cars at back to the 50s, they're not your normal, like. Sure. It's not your normal challenger. It's not a 69 Camaro. Camaro. You don't have a thousand Camaro dickheads telling you that's one of one while you're looking at it on like 20 inch Riddler wheels. What about 1967 then? I would say if I were to go any later, I'd probably say 66. Damn it. And the reason I would say 66. I'm sure there's a good reason. Yeah, because then you get the original Mustang before it got good. Because okay. in 67, it's a cylinder one. <laughs> well, no, I mean, they had a V8 Mustang. Okay. But, like, it was still like. If you look like look up like a 1966 Ford Mustang, I guess 67 and 66, I think we're the same. But look at 66 Mustang, and then look at a 68 Mustang. Let me get this first. And this is why I'm so picky about Mustangs. I really, really don't like them. That's a 66. So that's like the iconic Mustang, you know? Right? When you think of Mustang, you see this. Yep. Now type in like 68 Mustang. 68 gets a lot closer to being a muscle car. Oh, yeah, like widens up a bit. Yeah, it gets way bigger. It's not as good. Yeah, like that's the one that everybody knows, and 68 Mustangs aren't bad or anything. Let me just... It's just like, 
Yeah, 66, 68. Oh, yeah. The, I like the grills yeah. much better on the early yeah. one. Yeah, no, the, the original Mustang, is that's fine. I like that, and I like Fox Bodies, and that's it for Mustangs. Everything else in between, I'm not a fan of. Um, hmm. So, like, yeah, I'd say, like, 66. I guess they give you 67, but, like, 67, you start getting into, like, all their muscle cars that were coming out. You, I think you had the Camaro in 67. Um, I think it was 67 or 68, yeah. Oh, and then there's this guy. But, I mean, like, there's, there's European cars you can get that, like, exist. It's not like European cars. Europe started making cars in 1965. Right. Like, you can get, like... I just don't have one. Yeah, it's just that, and, like, you can, like, get one. Like, they're fine. Like, it's... They're actually cheaper. And so, um... But, yeah, anyway, back to the 50s. I get to the show on Friday, and I'm... At Back to the 50s, they have this, um... Like Dixie Band, I call them the Dixie Dickhead Band because they always drive like less than one mile an hour in crawler gear, and they're like Chevy Advance designed pickup truck playing Dixie music. Great, and it's very very fun. Except when you're stuck behind them in a hot Buick that's going so slow that you can just grab the mechanical fan off the engine because you're just cruising along. It's you are going slower than your idle speed and slower than putting the car in neutral and coasting speed. Awesome. Yeah, so there's Love no airflow. Oh, no airflow at all. And then the Dixie Dickhead band stopping because there's like throngs of like old men and scooters that are in the way. So I'm sitting here watching my cool, like I'm, I have my old like uh, thermo- my uh, infrared thermometer. I'm like checking the coolant time. I'm like seeing like, it's like 240, like two. 237, 240, 247. Like, oh, God, that's getting really hot. That's, that's, getting, pretty, that's pretty toasty. That's really hot. So I just parked the car and just left it there for the day. But uh, Andrew Chase, luckily, had a six-blade fan. I put that on, um, and it works great now. Um, but on on Saturday, because there was, it was raining, like there was oh, yeah. like far fewer people, I could just go in there. It wasn't that's a problem. Nice. Yeah. Oh, actually, that sounds great. Yeah, it was great. I just, I, I, the car never got above 210. The entire... <laughs> Yeah. And so I'm not the only person that has a problem with, like, idling a lot. No, I'm always amazed. I mean, like, once a year, like, a lot of these cars probably don't move more than a couple times a year. And yep. they sit through 100-degree ambient temperatures this close to the exhaust of another ancient car. Yeah. Blowing heat into it in a heat dome. Yep. And they somehow don't overheat. A lot do. Ah. But, like... <laughs> The thing is, like, you have 9,000 cars, and you have, like, maybe 40 of them overheat. Like, you're having a pretty good time. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, that, that's a, actually a, statistically a pretty good number, actually. So 40 out of 900. It's a like, lot of melted fuses. A lot of bad spall fans. A lot of people pausing on the side of the road. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's just what it is. A lot of people just, like, don't maintain their cooling system. and they, they know or it's, like, slightly undersized. Well, yeah, it's fine it's when it's lo- 80. A lot of the... A lot of the those two items where it's like, hey, you put a 1990s LT1 into a Tri-5 and it's having cooling problems. Shocking. Like, weird. I have an aftermarket Tri-5 radiator in Blubsky, and, and I would not do well in idling. Yeah, and it's like, you you have this, like, LT1 where, like, it was not designed to do this. It was designed to have, like, a radiator is like, way bigger and, like, electric fans and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, but, like, the thing is, is, like, a lot of people also do just fine. Like, it's... Yeah, you see somebody in their Boyd Coddington 90s car with vintage air and an LT1 and a 30s Chevy radiator, and it's still working just fine. Well, it's, yeah, it, 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 it kind of de- depends on the car, but it's like, you know, a lot of these hot rods and stuff, like, if you have, like, a, an aluminum 215 like Bo has in his uh, Model A, um, that will do just fine. Doesn't make any heat, dissipates it really fast. Yep. 
and you have way too much of a radiator on it, you're good. Like, <laughs> Let's not forget, most of these thermostats have been drilled or removed at this point as well. So. Well, that's the thing. Well, I mean, also, I do recommend always drilling your thermostat with older cars because, like, they don't tell you when they fail. Like, you need to know. And yeah, so, I would like a little bit of an error margin or, you know, yeah, like a warning. I would like to have, yeah. So, or just pick it out even. But yeah. No, no, you actually need a weird what? thing with old cars uh, because everything's iron. Uh, iron retains a shitload of heat. Hmm. Well, uh, I mean, I knew that one fact, but, like, to still tell me. Yeah, no, you need to actually, with old American V8s, you need to keep the thermostat on them. Like, small box Chevys are modern enough that it's not a problem, but, like, the nail head, which is earlier than the small block, nail heads... If you take the thermostat out, they will absolutely overheat because there's so much iron there that the, especially with an aluminum radiator, with but like with like a brass radiator, it takes a certain amount of time for that for that heat to transfer to the coolant and transfer out of the coolant. Okay. And so if you have oh, the car sure. yeah. running without the thermostat, it doesn't actually transfer. And I actually tested this when I was doing my flush. When I was doing my flush before before I. Um, when I had the thermostat out, the engine ran about 15 to 25 degrees hotter Interesting. than with, than with a thermostat. And I put a thermostat in it because the coolant was able to sit there for a second and actually get that heat out of the iron. Yeah. It actually dropped the temperatures like significantly. Would water water help that? Cause it pulls surface tension. out. <sighs> Probably to a degree, but you're still going to want a thermostat. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Like, and like with nail heads, it's a thermostat. You take like a little, the small like drill that you have, drill a tiny yeah. hole in it just to make sure you have water flow at all times. And you're, you're golden. That's like, the, that's the sweet spot with a nail head. So that's, <laughs> that's what I like about the Buick. Cause I learned like, just like cool shit about how engines actually work. Right. Like I know like how they work. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, like you learn the actual hmm, science of like, that does make sense that nucleation sites and cavitation would do that if the water is moving too fast. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. No, and I just think it's like, it's just like so fascinating to me. That's like, <laughs> with, before like, we engineered around these problems. Yeah. Like it, well, it's like, it's just like so fascinating. Like you hear about like all these like weird old car things where you're like, what the fuck? Why did they do it this way? This is so stupid. We don't do that today. Uh-huh. And then you you consider like that makes sense. Yep. Like okay, cool. This would totally make sense. Like for a, like for a computer system. Like you know, yeah. like in the for a long time up until the last couple of years is all about having the fastest clock speed, right? Uh-huh. And now we're at a point where actually running a slower clock speed with more cores is faster than fewer cores with more clock speed because yep. of heat that's made. And so like with old v8s and stuff there's a lot of weird principles where it's like counterintuitive and like it makes sense why they did it that way right and like when you think of that and like how it actually works and you go oh shit by today's standards i get why that <sighs> that's one happened. of those questions if you posed it 50 years ago people are like oh of course that's the way that it is and yeah. today people are like it's just gone yeah it's not a, it's just it's nobody yeah nobody's around to tell you that like oh, of course that's how that works <laughs> but i will still say back to the 50s it's still probably the best weekend of the year i absolutely love it i can't get enough of it and then yeah it's 10 out of 10 show i mean recommend I, having a car for it it's the i think the fourth biggest recurring show in the entire world and it happens here so mm-hmm. i'm going to always be a fan of it just because of that if nothing else and you got number two on usa today's uh, top car shows damn thing that we talked about um, oh yeah that's yeah. right i think it was, it was beat by the tennessee one it, no it was uh it was like a reoccurring show it happens across the entire gulf coast oh I thought there was one just a huge muscle car. Well, that, that's that what happened. it is. It's okay. called, um, I can't remember what it's called. It doesn't matter. We did I bet it, you could go back and look at a past episode, and then we'll tell you. I guarantee it. Yes. 
Anyway, anyway. speaking of car shows, the I think my current favorite car show in the cities right now is Cars and Crafts, which yes. I still think should be called Cars and Craft, because it's held at St. Paul Brewing, which is the old Hams Brewery, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, it is old Hams Brewing. And brewery. it's... It's got excellent ownership. It's right by Eleven Wells. Very progressive companies. Superb scenery. Great patio. Everything is just fantastic. Yes. Unfortunately, I've learned that the show will be moving to Bent Brewstillery. Yeah. I'm not sure about Bent as a company. They're kind of not good. It's Um, also in an industrial park in Roseville. Combine those two things, it's like, well, if there's no other show going on at the time... I guess I'll consider it, but I'm really disheartened to hear that. I know we talked about this briefly just before the show, and there's probably more than meets the eye, too, which I understand. But. Yeah, I, ma- I imagine there's more that's happening behind the scenes. It, it, it's a bummer. I'm going to give it a crack because i got nothing better to do, and I would like to do something this 4th of July weekend because like, I'm literally have nothing better to do all weekend i found out like yesterday <laughs> that i've got monday tuesday off um, lucky duck i yeah. do not <clears throat> uh, so i i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself i guess so i need to do something i was gonna go crazy so what you should do when you go is wear a mask in there and see how the people react to you oh but they bar. were like bent was like all anti-masker right Okay. And they had like uh, when the first step of like stepping down the requirements of masks in restaurants happened in Minnesota, they posted all over the social media with well curated designs. I will say, but is burn your face diaper and get a free beer or something like that. I'm just like, nope, I'm done I with you, Ben. Yeah, I'm, your I'm, beer was mediocre beforehand. And yeah, their beer kind of sucks. <laughs> it's not good. And I want to support the Drive Cartel guys. I mean, you know as well as anyone else, they're our buddies. But, man, this is that's a difficult I think, pill to swallow. I, you know what we can do is if you don't go this weekend, why don't we go to Modest? That I think That's that, August. That's next weekend. Okay, I have it on my calendar. But it's next weekend, so maybe we should just go to Modest. And Let's do that and make sure everyone's got a spectators. quarter tank of fuel and no battery connected. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll go there as spectators and enjoy it. We can make that happen. I, th- I think that'd be a good way to make it up to them because – yeah, uh, Drive Cartel, like, they really do an incredible job hosting a show. They are the kings of car shows currently. Yeah, and it's like, beyond, like, um, even the cars, it's just how they organize it. They do such a good job promoting it, running it. And they have a doing, schedule, too. Yeah. Like, they like, have everything just nailed. No, they, they run it as a business. And that's something that the car community really lacks. And I think what's also really important is that between Josh and Ian and everybody else that's involved with Driver Don Nuke, um, they all have their specialties outside of the car world. They're oh, not yeah. just like guys that like cars. It's like they like cars, yes. But like Ian by like design, he does sound. And Josh is great with crowds and Nuke is great with managing. And there's the uh, like everybody else that's involved with yep. it. They like every single person has their place. Yeah, like there's not like that's why they have staying power. Yeah, and I, I think that you see a lot of places that like kind of come and go. It's just because like it's just some buddies that are just trying their right. You know, trying to they don't know what they're doing. They aren't interested in learning what they're doing. They're and just they gonna, don't have any contingencies either. I yeah, mean, they're just going to do it. When something like, happens, like hey, the venue is understaffed. Like we we can't do this this month. Yeah, like, or okay, something like well, that. Yeah, like whenever you get like a weird sort of like issue, like. If you're able to, uh, like, that's what makes the difference between a, a good car show and a great car show is rolling with the punches. Because yeah. you know what's going to happen with every single car show is every single car show is not going to go as planned. 
You're right. going to have somebody in the back doing a burnout. You're going to have Mopars. Yes. You're going to have that. You're going to have somebody that actually accidentally brought in like five gallons of fuel into a into an indoor show. Yep. You're going to have somebody that their battery dies. Somebody turned, left their car alarm on. There's always some <laughs> bullshit that happens at a car <laughs> yeah. show. So, like being able to roll up those punches and like figure it out. That's important. So yeah, that's what I really like. Key. Yeah, the adaptation is absolutely incredible and it really just kind of goes to show how great drive cartel is at actually hosting an event um well, before st paul brewing they did host a show i don't think it was called cars and crafts at the time but they hosted a show at bend oh yeah they did didn't yeah. they? i forgot yeah. what that was called no uh, i don't know it wasn't particularly good but i went i think it might have even been pre-pandemic i, I had to have been pre-pandemic. i think that was yeah, yeah. uh anyway yeah, if I don't end up with anything going on. We should go. I absolutely it. think we should go. Worst case, we'll, we'll do modest, though. So, what I want to talk about is... Oh, man, that's why I was trying to find an Indian beer. <laughs> Damn it. You even like, opened the notes at the liquor store, I did. Man. I was like, looking. I'm like, shit, uh, why am I trying to find a flying horse beer? Uh, <laughs> a flying horse is an Indian brand of beer. It's actually really good. I love flying horse. I, I prefer the mental imagery. Yeah. It's, and I will bring this up on the screen, and I'll play a couple seconds at a time, because YouTube's an asshole. And this is also Deutsche Welle, where we oh previously got copyright strike. From All right, I'll start talking about so it. I'm going to figure out Deutsche my cursor Deutsche Welle did a really... They always they have their Rev series, which is like super cool. It reminds me go. of like old-school Top Gear. Um, and they had a piece about the... Indian Parsis community, which is a Zoroastrian community in India, and see, I'm sorry, what Zoroastrian? That's uh, they're a uh, Asian religion. They uh, worship fire. They're very cool, cool. and so they uh, revere these cars like almost a religious like level. And so the Parsis community were a lot of uh, dealerships in India uh, in like the 1940s and 50s when they started getting a lot of cars there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of dealerships were owned by Parsis owners. And so a lot of these cars are like second or third generation, like heirlooms okay. to them. And they yeah. keep the cars running. Well, in and India, that's a thing. I mean, it's so cool. Cars like a, uh, like a Queen Anne house here. I mean, yeah. you keep it. It's, it's incredible because like they have these like really wild, like super rare cars. Like they've got an Invicta, in, I think it's called an NVIDIA, I think. But it, it's like, was at the time, like in the 1950s, was it was like the 1950s equivalent of like a coining seg. Ooh, oh, okay. Or the, um, a super fast? Yeah. Or uh, what was that thing called? The, uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, the, yeah, hi- yeah. the 1950s equivalent of a hypercar. Where like, and it's like, there's like 38 of them in the world, and one of them's owned by this guy in Mumbai. Like, and he just like, it's his like great grandpa's car. And he God. still takes care of it. What was that Italian car from the 50s with the 4-cam V8 and the 5-speed transaxle and almost one World Cup of cars? Oh, that was, it wasn't Italian. That was Spanish. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Spanish. Yeah. Uh, but you yeah, like that. Just um, like a technological tour de force for its time. And I don't know why I'm blanking on that. NVIDIA car. So we're talking NVIDIA GPUs, NVIDIA Subaru exhausts, or something completely different? Something completely different. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> God, what is... I'm uh, going to... It's... I'm blanking on the name because we can't actually play the thing. And I watched this like two weeks ago. Fuck me. Why am I doing this to myself? Thanks, Deutsche Villa. We're not yeah. trying to make money off your content here. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, like, they've got, like, everything from, like, your average, like, Hindu stand ambassadors that are just being, like, um, maintained and also 
car I very badly want. That'd be a great car for you, actually. Hindustan for Back Ambassador? To the 50s. An Hindustan Ambassador. Uh, it's an Indian-made uh, Morris. And it's actually a really cool car because they made it until 2015. Oh, my God. <laughs> So like, please tell me they didn't change any of the powertrain or anything. Uh, no, they still had the Morris four cylinder, like a modernized, a modernized version of it with like fuel injection. <laughs> I was gonna say probably was direct injection. Yeah, or something. like, <laughs> it, but like, I just think it's wild. In, like 2015, in India, you could get a Hindustan Ambassador, which is like a Morris 1000, and a Tesla Model S at the same time <laughs> in the same country. <laughs> Incredible. I love that so much. As you filter but through so 400,000 like, scooters. Like, they have like a rally history there where uh, like 886s and stuff. So like in Asia, so like WRC had an Asian rally series. Cool. Where uh, a lot of like super duper cool cars were raced rally style. Like 886s were racing against like... Well, paved roads weren't exactly a common thing at the time exactly. there. Exactly. And like even today, like the roads are terrible. So like... It, Correct. Yeah, like the average like Mumbai road right now is like St. Paul in like wow. March. <laughs> oh, that's the car I was talking about. Yeah, that's actually it. That, that that's the invi- that's the. Let me video. play four seconds of this Good for Lord, you. Lord, look at that thing. But yeah, so basically that car um, was from like nineteen like forty nine, like nineteen fifty two ish, and it was just like the nineteen forty nine to nineteen fifty two equivalent. Of like that thing is so salmon. It's so cool. She looks so uncomfortable riding in that. Yeah, but the guy's letting her drive it. What? Oh no, no, she she wasn't driving it. Never it's mind. There was a different one where they oh, were letting okay. they were letting her drive it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like super awesome. Like it's just like a full gamut of like collector car community. There's like also like people that, like are super into bikes there. Good, like motorcycles. Like motorcycles are cool, dude. India's a future world. Yes, cars. it is. I'm happy. And that so what I love about it is like. These guys like are people of means, and they're like they love their motorcycles so much that they bring them up into their apartment. So they oh, get like yeah. they'll hire like four people to carry the bike <laughs> up like eight flights of stairs and put it in their bedroom every night. <laughs> We've been talking about like cars in living spaces forever. Yeah, That's, they've been Literally, doing it for years. Yeah, they've been doing it forever. Like it's just so cool. Like uh, what? That's just the thing we do. The Parsis community in India, like they like. They are car enthusiasts, like, to a religious level. And, like, there's, like, kind Dude, the, of... The Indians I know are so fucking enthusiastic about cars. Yeah, and, and like, bikes. well, also, like, within, like, the Parsis community is, like, this kind of, like, a thing where it's, like, not entirely... Or, I'm not sure if it's, like, actually a religious thing, but, like, a machine that is powered by fire that is extremely complex is almost a living being, mm-hmm. and they treat it as a member of the family. And so that's why these cars are so well maintained and like handed down. Like at one point, they talked to actually a Parsis uh, priest, and he has his like great great grandpa's like Morris that he had like or it was like no, it was like a standard eight or something. Oh my god! Like uh, it was just like no, it wasn't pre war. Oh, it was like it I was literally it was like nineteen forty five. Like it was basically it was as close to pre war as you can get. I'm getting edged by this. I know you right are, <laughs> but um. <laughs> I mean, you could hit it for the for the Invicta right there, or the Nvidia, or whatever. It I is. just really want to hit that. So. There you go. Um, it's been a while, dude. Yeah, it has been a while. But I also mentioned Bose Hot Rod, and that was all pre war as a Model A. I think I hit the bell for that. No, you didn't. What? No, I hit it for Bose car. There you go. Perfect. Bose car such a nice ring. To it, it does. Um, I was so fascinated by the fact it had like a Buick two fifteen in it, where I'm like, Bose Hot Rod is very cool. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. 
and if you ever meet him, he'll probably let you drive it. And it, it's very fun. And like, it's like if you want a car that's like fun at any speed, like that's it. Like you feel like you will die, absolutely. Oh, and you, you will actually will. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, not a feeling, Ryan. It's, it's an actuality. It, 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 it is an objective <laughs> fact. If anything bad happens in that car, you will die. Um, Every time I get in the E thirty, same thing. Exactly, but yeah. So the. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so th- th- just the Parsis community, like, I'd never known about this. And Deutsche Welle does such a good job just like rooting out all these car cultures I've never considered. I wish I knew. Yeah, it is like my favorite things. Like, it, I just, I absolutely love it. So yeah, if you ever have a chance to jump over on Deutsche Welle's Rev channel, uh, just type in Parsis community. It's a, how long is this? It's like 20 minutes. 35 minutes. Yeah, it is a full-length documentary about it. About DW Space Rev on yep. YouTube. You there will you find it. So, that's cool. That's very cool. I just, I just think that's super awesome. I love the Indian car, like, culture. Because, like, Indian car culture is, like, the best combination of everything Asian and European put together. Well, and I know, like, this actually does go back quite a ways in India, but there's a lot, there's a huge movement that's constantly evolving in India because most of the population of that country is our age. Yeah. Like, identically our age. Yes. So, like, the the technological advancements that are happening in that country, I'm really curious to see how that, like, goes with the lineage and, like, the member of the family. Yeah. No, like, they they actually, like, care about them. I think that's, that's really cool is, like, this is a culture. It's, like, imagine if, like... In America, you had just skipped boomers and Gen Xers, and you just went from silent generation to millennial. Yeah, and that's basically yeah. kind of what's happening in India with like how their car culture and how their technical culture is growing. Is like they still care about things. Like India is like making new things, like new cars and everything. But like also India is making the Royal Enfield motorcycle. Like, because it was good, and it's it was still good, good. And, and they love it, and like that's yeah. And now but the it's difference like, is, to your point, they're now making a direct injection Royal Enfield with no yeah. other changes, so it's yeah. efficient and emissions compliant. Yeah, exactly, and, like, that, and so. like they're just like making it, and they're keeping it cheap, and they're not making it like heinously right. expensive. Sorry, it's just so cool. Like I absolutely love the Indian car culture. Also, like uh, the best selling car in India until like I think like 2018 was the Maruti 800, which was a 1980s Suzuki Alto. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they just modernized it. Like, it still had the same engine, like, even. Like, they didn't even change the engine because it was supposed to be just an affordable car, but they updated, like, the exterior. So if you look up, like, a Maruti 800, M-A-R-U-T-I 800, it's literally a Suzuki Alto, but made in the 2000s. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm gonna use the press photo because of the like when they discontinued it because it's actually yeah. it's an aesthetically beautiful. Oh, oh yeah, that Why picture you, is. You know, you could just like go go back to the Google images, <laughs> like, and then just look at all of the images the, that you have here. The problem is, well, no, here, the, you, you have the Google when no. you click on something like that. Like, I miss the old Google where you clicked on a photo and it took you to where it crawled. Click, click on the image tab. There's a tab that says images. I understand, but even then, like there. if I if I go here, like some of these are yeah, going to be. N- but the reason I want you to do that is you can see the entire lineage. Sure. Of okay, that's fair. Maruti 800s. As you can see, that like literally they just put in sealed beam headlights. I like this limousine. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But no, they just put in like sealed beam headlights. Like they got rid of those. They put in modern headlights, and then yeah, that's great. I love that. They just put in modern like headlights. Great hue and of blue modern taillights but like they didn't they didn't like 
forsake the original design. It wasn't like the 512 TR where they just like gaffed it on like <laughs> yeah, a 355 yeah, front end. Yeah, yeah, I know your feelings on a the Testarossa where it's just bad. But like this is like this is how a 512 TR should have mm. like looked. It was just like you just mildly updated it. Yeah. So you and I disagree on those things, but no, but what I'm saying here, like you can say you can, uh, we can agree that the Maruti 800, the later Maruti 800 was a lot more graceful in modernizing the design. Though. Oh, absolutely. That's so what I changed mean. like one thing to yeah. your point, the like, they just, headlights, like what needed to be fixed, but like they didn't like redesign the front bumper. It wasn't right. like a Volkswagen Santana right. where they just like gaffed it on like Mark four Volkswagen. Like, <laughs> is that the head of, that's the, that's the, the Volks- five thing that that is the Volkswagen Santana is a Volkswagen Dasher, um, <laughs> but with like what I was Mark of. Five Passat taillights. Yeah, made for like China is like taxi cabs. I was thinking of like a Brazilian market Mark Four Jetta that had Mark Five like golf elements all over it. I don't know what that was called. Oh god, I don't know. City golf? No, city. Ch- like that, uh, yeah. It probably had the word city, and it doesn't matter. Oh, but anyway, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I just Indian car culture is just so cool to me because they actually like care about their cars and their history. And I am of the opinion it's going to get quite a bit better over the oh, next ten years to. too. But as all these people get jobs and get money and they start like, it's the same thing everywhere in the world. You grow up with dream cars or dream vehicles, yeah. Or especially even like, if your religion is to appreciate members of the family that burn gasoline. Yeah, like, that's great. It's going to go and, like, off. Also, the- I, I can't say for sure, but I, fe- I, I think that would like, kind of track with like what I know about Zoroastrianism. I'm not an expert by any means, but that would make, make sense. I'd be like, yeah, I'd, I could see that being a thing. The fact so. that they take their motorcycles upstairs, I mean, it can't be for theft reasons alone. No, because like, there's a lot of people in India that just leave their motorcycles like chained up to a light post. At best. Yeah. But anyway, so let's move on. All right, so it's been a little while since we've recorded, but it's summer. We have things going on. We talked about the Tesla NACS connector. Yes. The one that's only used in North America that isn't a standard, Mm -hmm. and it was basically balked at by the North American Charging Standards Institute last time we talked. However, since then, wouldn't you know it, not only Ford has signed on, Chevy has signed on. And Rivian. Polestar has signed on. Rivian has signed on, mm-hmm. and now they're in talks with Volkswagen Auto Group, which is the next biggest one outside of Kia Hyundai. I just heard, <laughs> by heard I mean read, Electrify America, the we're sorry Dieselgate Volkswagen company that now has a really significant DC fast charging network in the country. They're committed to going all NACS by 2025. So whatever like, gives us a re, like a standardized thing, because right now it's like going to an apothecary to get your gasoline. I agree, but my main problem, and Scott and I, wouldn't you know it, have had an extensive discussion about this. The Tesla NACS connector is not open; it's still under patent until 2032, yes. and it still requires royalties. Yep. So that needs to change if this becomes a standard. Yeah, 2032. No, no, no. It needs to change and become open now because royalties are not acceptable for a standard. I just realized I had an SD card in my pocket. Is that an adapter what... or a full-on SD card? Oh, micro. I wonder what's on there. Oh, 32 gigabytes and maybe pornography. <laughs> nice. Strong pornography. <laughs> Strong pornography. Anyway, yes. it's at this point almost all but a certainty that NACS indeed actually did win. Just over the last month, that just happened. Yeah. No, I mean... It's, it's a very well, compact connection. I, I, I guess I, I don't really care who wins. I just want somebody to win. I'd I prefer either. if it was somebody else. Like, in the same way that I'd prefer... If 
the Mitsubishi iMeve won out over the Model S as America's favorite EV. But I also understand that that's just my personal uh, subjective opinion. (laughs) My only issue with this is the fact that a standard needs to be open. It needs to be open. And it will be. It'll be fine. It needs to be, and it probably will be. It won't be too long. It's 2023. It's 10 years. You're fine. No, no, no. But it needs to to be adopted now. Yeah. Because you can't have something that is proprietary intellectual property become a standard. That's just not how it works with the yeah. SAE. No, you're right. But also, like, hey, it, it tracks a, you know, Elon Musk trying to be Thomas Edison. Oh, God. Well, bring in the elephant, and then once he electrocutes that in public, we'll have a free and open source connector. But I'm starting to think that, yeah, it's all but a certainty. CCS Type 1 is dead, because Europe is still CCS 2. It's going to stay that way. Yep. But, I mean... Now that I've had my soapbox moment, NACS is a tremendously well-designed connector. It's very small. It's able yep. to handle AC, DC. Perfect. I was talking to Scott. We were looking over all the patent documents. Yep. The original one's only certified for 500 volts, and I think the biggest Volkswagen concern is a lot of their vehicles, as you know, are 800 volt. Turns out when Tesla came out with the Cybertruck concept and the Semi, mm-hmm. they came up with the second one, which is 1,000 volts. Perfect. And it's the exact same pin spacing, so all they have to do is recertify the connector for a thousand, and there you we're go. good. You're good. Anyway, Tesla, this is a good stop thing. it. Just this is make good... it open, and we're fine. Eric, this is a good thing. You just have to accept the fact that Tesla did literally one thing good in their entire career, and that was it. As there long as go. they don't make money on it, I'm good with it. So, I'm going to talk about cars <laughs> that did not make anybody money anyway. <laughs> Perfect. Do you know what? A, you. Do you know what an Oldsmobile F88 is? Before uh, you click on this, no, I do not. So, uh, you know, there's a Corvette. I do. Okay, now once you uh, are done looking at the Corvette, I need you to look at those and be F88. Trying once to you're get ready over to this to display, this. sorry, because it's Windows handles multi display very poorly. There we go. That is an Oldsmobile Corvette. That's an XLR made by Oldsmobile in the 50s. You are correct. And so this was actually uh, in the 1950s. Uh, before cool. Chevy made the small block Chevy Corvette, Oldsmobile had already solved the problem, and they'd put an Oldsmobile Rocket V8 into a corvette and made a perfect fucking car like literally 53 uh 54 wasn't there a v8 corvette in 55 oh Mm -hmm. this would be no this is yeah 1954 yep so this is a year after the corvette they made this and look how goddamn incredible this looks it's in jewish racing gold too that's actually the color of all gm concept cars for the performance cars like through the 70s really yeah so if you look at the first Camaro, first like C2 Corvette, C3, they're all this color. Um, but yeah, that looks so awesome. Like, Did it have like, exhaust cast into the bumper? I cannot remember for the life of me. It must have. But that was all the this rage. auction company, I can I could not find for the life of me an actual auction listing for this car. Oh, but yeah, it's gonna be two to two point five million dollars. How is many? Like totally fair. Did they make? Uh, one. That's a bargain. They made one. That's a bargain. Yep, because they were going to make this. And they're like, this is great. And Chevy threw a hissy fit. Um, and GM told them to knock it off and killed it. Because the Corvette, like, absolutely could not have competitors. Because the Corvette, like, it just barely killed the Kaiser Darren at this point. And, like, that was, like, the last surviving American, like, sports car. Chevy, come on, man. Oh, GM's always been the worst, trust oh, me. Oh, I know. I remember the Typhoon, the Cyclone. Uh, there were a few other like Camaro iterations that got scrapped because they were too close to the Halo car. Yep. Just polish your new balances, get all the grass stains out of them, deal with it. You'll be fine. But 
I, I think that's cool. I love I'm, the XLR. You and I like, really this is love, just an old XLR. I'm really excited for the day that an electric crossover is objectively faster in every way than a Corvette. And then the Corvette <laughs> people just lose their fucking shit. And Chevy's like, sorry, you guys wanted to have a V8 in your car forever. So here we are. But yeah, this is like much cooler than any Corvette. Corvettes, as a, as a rule, always suck. There's always a better option than a Corvette. Corvettes are fine in a bubble. But the thing is, is whenever there is a Corvette, there's a better option. There... Yeah, I I agree. To and a this point. is me. This is my me talking about my favorite generation of Corvette, the fifty three through fifty five. If all you want is a lap time for cheap new, I'm not sure if there's a better argument than a Corvette. No, there has to be because there's there are cars that are cheaper than Corvettes that go faster. Not in a straight line. Yeah, on a track, sure. Huh. There's lots of Evos that are faster than Corvettes. Yeah, but they don't make the Evo anymore. They just make no. the... There's lots of SDIs, whatever. Like, you can make... For, it's, the thing is, there's always a better, more interesting option than a Corvette in every way. There's always something better that you could do. I agree, better and more interesting, but like, the faster argument, I just don't know. No, but, I mean, no, that's the thing. Is like, it's just, it's true. Like, the Corvette is fine. It's not better than anything. Because at this point in time, a Corvette wasn't terribly more expensive like in this era so a corvette in like the 50s is like a three thousand dollar car it costs as much as a normal car it's a little bit more expensive but at the same time you could also just get like a jaguar which is like a little bit more expensive okay or you could get a austin healy 6 a big healy mm-hmm. that would be faster than a corvette well, it'd be worse made but like you could also just get a Tri-5 with the same powertrain. Mm-hmm. Like, they offer and the, just have the a normal Fuley car. 283 and then just take your family places. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, fit in it. Yeah. No, you could always just get a better car. But, like, even, like, when, like, you had objectively the coolest Corvettes, there's always been something cooler. Like, you could get the um, the those twin-turbo Callaway Sledgehammer Corvettes in the 80s, right? So cool. You could also get a Wolf turbocharged Countach at the same time, oh which would be cooler. What a horrible car that would be but it'd be awesome yeah but it'd be way cooler oh i know but at least the turbos would force all the fire from the carburetors back into the engine yeah so, so it's like, better regardless of what car you have you're still gonna die going over 200 miles an hour it's just like, one's gonna be a hell of a lot cooler in a corvette i am not a corvette apologist so i agree yeah and like even if i was a corvette apologist i like some corvettes but i'm also willing to say that like my subjective opinion aside there are better cars mm-hmm so that's just a fact. Which is why not every sports car in the world is a Corvette. And so this is a, a, a perfect example of there is a better option than a Corvette is the Oldsmobile F88. So I'm very... The only problem is there's only one of one them. One of them. But it has a Rocket 88, which is way cooler. Because small block Chevys are fine, but there's always a cooler, more interesting option. Small blocks are the correct answer. For some things. Like if for hot rod shit. Uh, like, yeah. For I, hot rod shit, the, small block is... like. That's that is the correct answer. Is what you want is a small block, but if you do a little bit of research, you can find something that does the job just as well and is more interesting. I will not make this a topic, but I will posit that the small block Chevy engine ruined car culture. Oh no, it totally did. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely correct. But like that's, that's the thing is like if you have a hot rod, like yeah, small block Chevy is gonna be the easiest way to have a car that goes two hundred thousand miles. Yeah. As a reliable hot rod. The, like, the Chevy small block and the Tesla LDU are mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah, but like, you know, for every Chevy small block, you have the aluminum Oldsmobile Buick engines. You right. have the nail head. You have the flathead. You have the MEL. 
Oh you have the Y block. Dude, you have real such a bad engine. It's there's so many cool other engines. A great name though. Overhead valve Cadillac engines from the fifties. Oh, yeah. Like you Are have those like the five piece casting engines. Uh no, they, it it was before the small block Chevy, like the fast engine before the Oldsmobile yeah. Rocket came out. There was the cat. You had either this the flathead Ford or you had the overhead valve Cadillac V. Nice. It's like in the early for, in the early fifties, late forties. Like Damn. that was like the the thing you could do. Then um, we got the firepower. Which yeah, you had the firepower. Another better answer. Like, there's always something cooler. Oh, man. Can you but, imagine a Thunderbird with a firepower in it? Yeah, it'd be awesome. What? But, like, there's just, there's so many cool other engines. And it's like, small blocks are fine. Like, I'm not going to fault you for having a small block. I'm just not going to be as excited as Worse I could be. is better. Exactly. All right. All one right. final topic before yes. we kick this one in the can. Pikes Peak just happened for the first time in three years. I did not go in person. Huh. I decided to just watch the coverage. How was it? Really, actually excellent to the point where I'm like, why did I do the 1 a.m. mountain be cold thing? Because that's different. That's a, a that's actual experience. Yeah. And it is worth it. Every time yeah. I go out there, I'm like, I'm so pissed off, tired, cold, wet, angry. And then... Two hours into the day when the fog lifts and I can take off my jacket and cars start coming by and you can see the Vista down the mountain, like, this was 100% worth it. Yes. Anyway, that being said, the coverage on Mobile One's YouTube page was tremendous. I watched it start to end. Good. Now there's only 60-something competitors issued, and I'm just going to cover the the highlights and lowlights. Yes, I don't even know about every 60. Lowlights. Um... Old Smokey, the like yes, that one, flew one hundred psi Cummins powered F one. Yeah. He clipped a apex a little too hard and flew off the edge. He's fine. Truck yes, is I've, completely I've, boned. I've seen the photos of the truck. He seems like a really nice guy. So that, that's a bummer. Um, highlights the BMW XM sponsored by BMW. That really horrific looking SUV plug in hybrid thing driven by a pedantic asshole crashed immediately. That's a highlight. Yes, that's yeah. a highlight. Leah Block drove Ken Block's Honda yes, Pegasus up good. the end. She didn't crash it and it ran the whole time. Brilliant. So she did better than Ken Block there. That's the whole thing. Good. It was, it was a good time. great event. Uh, good. If 10 you out haven't 10. been to Pikes Peak, please do go. It is a I fantastic go at some point. event. I'll probably go again in a year or two. Now that I've got time and money and the weddings like coming imminently, <laughs> that will happen. Yeah, and soon I'll have time of it available to myself next year, so I can actually do things again. Brace yourself. The drive out there and back sucks. Can't be that bad. It's so bad, dude. Eastern Colorado makes you just want a Sudoku. Sudoku means seppuku? Yeah, but I say Sudoku, so it doesn't get flagged. All right, I'm smashing. All right, cool. Good to know. Okay, (laughs) cool. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. (laughs)